Welcome to the Student Success Stories podcast. Kicking today's episode off with a fresh new topic, we have Emily with us to talk about the first in-line program. She shares her perspective on college from the lens of a first-generation college student. And I think a lot of us could relate to Emily's story even if we aren't first-generation college students. For this and much more, stay tuned. Welcome to the Student Success Stories podcast. I'm Abby, and we are here with Emily. Do you want to start by introducing yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm a senior here at Baylor, and my major is Health Science Studies, and I'm currently on the pre-med track. Nice. Nice. What made you want to go to Baylor? Honestly, I'm not going to lie. It was because of the trees. When I was touring other uh, schools like UT and A&M, and I was like, this is ugly. There's no nothing pretty about the campus. And when I saw Baylor, I was like, oh, there's a lot of pretty trees. <laughs> That's it. I hear that pretty often. A lot of people like the campus vibe that Baylor has. So I definitely understand that. Um, so we're going to be yeah. talking about the first in-line program today, um, which you definitely have experience with. Uh, so if you want to just start by telling us what is first in-line exactly. <laughs> so there are two different programs. Uh, first in-line student success academy is like the academic scholarship program where like 50 incoming freshman students are selected and they are assigned to peer leaders and with the peer leaders um they can get um like um academic information about sorry they get information about like academic opportunities here and like uh, financial aid like besides mm-hmm. the office like any scholarships they are eligible for or um, like the student uh, store that's in the basement of Sidrich that's available for like low-income students or for anyone in general. Um, So with this program we have like advantage of coming to school early because we learn how to read a syllabus, other tips they give us like how to study, what professors to avoid. We get all this before other freshmen come. But also we have like monthly workshops where we get Miss Trish Baum who will like literally give us mm-hmm. a schedule like how to uh, make time for your finals or um, just like a bunch of advice. It's just really nice for incoming freshmen or freshmen students really. And there's another program called First in Line Society where that's just a club for all freshmen students can join. Um, they don't have to be. Um, a freshman can just be anyone, and that's like ran by student uh, lead organizations. Kind of like all the ambassadors for first in line society kind of like dictate what they're going to do for first in line. Like they mm-hmm. set up for the monthly meetings of the events, etc. So yeah, that's kind of like the two differences. Super cool. How did you um? How did you hear about it? Um, I remember I was in high school and I got an email. Um, from the first director of First in Line uh, Student Success Program. He was like, hey, if you're a first-gen student, you should apply, like, to the scholarship. And, yeah, that's literally how I heard about it. <laughs> so you are a part of the scholarship aspect. Do you also go to the optional meetings and whatnot? Um... I think you're talking about the first in line 
the society. The society. Yes. I'm not part of that club since I'm part of the academic program. I mean, I can if I want to, mm-hmm. but just with my availability, I don't really have time for that. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you have any, like, friends that are part of both? Or is it, if you're part of one, most of the oh, time? yeah. Um, just being a part of this organization. Um, like, freshman year, when I was paired to, like, put in a group with other first-gen students, I actually met some friends. Uh, one of them was my best friend, but he transferred. So, like, my roommate, both of my roommates are first-gen students. Uh, one of them was in the program with me. And I feel like a lot of my friends that I have now are from first in line. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that really helped me make friends on campus. Do you feel like it's helpful to know other first-generation students? Definitely, because, like, first-gen students, we definitely go... Like, I think we have a harder college life, but kind of in a way we do, just because, like, we can't really ask our siblings or our parents for advice on college or um, typically, like, first-in-line, like, first-gen students, like, suffer imposter syndrome. And so, basically, we don't really... We're constantly comparing ourselves to others, especially with, like, majority of the student population here are, <laughs> like, have money, you know? And a lot of them are rich, and they have, like, parents who are doctors or lawyers. And for us, like, we're even just lucky to be here. So we definitely, like, feel like we have to put a mask on that really show who we are. Yeah. So we definitely struggle with that. But it's just, like... I mean, I'm academically and, of course, financially, but, I mean, still, like, not that different compared to a different like, normal student. Yeah, I I don't think I was really prepared for the transition of coming to Baylor either. It feels like a lot of these other kids got a handbook of, like, exactly what you should wear, like, what is cool to wear, how is cool to behave, what sorority you want to be part of. And I'm not a first-generation college student, but I'm definitely a scholarship kid. So, I mean, I, I definitely understand that. Sometimes you wonder how you got here and, you know, if you deserve to be here. But, you know, you definitely yeah. How do your parents feel about you going to Baylor? Um, they didn't really want me to go to Baylor. Um, like, typically Hispanic student, well, Hispanic family, they want, like, everyone to speak like close to each other you know like with the vicinity and so with my parents only like they didn't finish elementary school so for them like community college was like oh that's a top notch mm-hmm. and so when we had to explain to them like no with like our generation like and as our education are like increasing we have to go to like more advanced school and mm-hmm. so just for them like even convincing me to go to Baylor's difficult but also just because of financially but also because like they're used to having everyone like close to each other so how far away did you move for Baylor it's not even far I'm from Houston it's only a two-hour drive but they're acting like I'm a whole other state <laughs> away well, it's not so it's not so bad I mean four hours no honestly I like it like I, just, I don't really go home often but like I know like fresh when I was freshman like a uh, freshman year oh my gosh when I was a freshman I would go home Every weekend. Whenever we can yeah. like most of them. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable, though. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like they've gotten on board with it more now, or are they still kind of resistant? I know they're feeling more on board with it now after, like, they realized, um, like, with the career path I want to do, like, you definitely have to go to a good, a good university instead of, like, a community college. Mm-hmm. Would you, well, this is kind of an obvious question, but, like, would you say that being a first-generation college student has affected your, you know, the Baylor experience for you? Uh, definitely, like, just when I was incoming freshman, I was a mentee, and I had a mentor, and I remember, like, first round of exams, it was, like, straight C's, and I was, like, oh, my God, like, what is the deal? I'm here studying my butt off, and, like, my mentor just sat down with me, and he was, like, look, let's try the different study methods for you and see which one is, like, the best one for you. And he would, like, tell me the obvious, like, resources we have, like, the tutoring center, like, SI, office solvers, and mm-hmm. et cetera. And so I just feel like having that mentor and guiding me academically really helped me academically as well. But, like, any time when I was just, like, feeling low or, like, I needed help with financials, like, he would, like, direct me to the right person like hey talk to them about your financial aid status mm-hmm. or just anything like that so I just feel like being part of this program is just so helpful for a Christian student yeah yeah if you had any advice to give other first generation college students what would it be um I would tell them that at 4.0 like, not getting 4.0 doesn't mean you, you won't be successful, especially for a pre-med student. Um, I would constantly say, like, it's okay to not get a 4.0. Like, you're still smart. You're still um, a worthy candidate for whatever, like, job you want to do. Because um, being smart, yeah, that's great. But it's also experiences, communication, and, like, this other skills that you bring to the table is just as important to your academic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Well, Emily, <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. This is a really amazing discussion. Um, it's <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Student Success Stories podcast. You can listen to our previous episodes on iTunes, or you can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Student Success Stories. Would you like to be featured on the podcast? DM us on Instagram. Thank you for listening and sick and bears.